Greetings and salutations, everybody. This episode of the Golf Guide podcast is proudly presented by Pacific Coast Golf Guide magazine, which will be available at over 1,400 locations across the West Coast beginning February 1st, 2019. If you are not familiar, Pacific Coast Golf Guide is a golf directory magazine that gives you information on every single golf course in California, Hawaii, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington. And the best part, it is absolutely free. So in the beginning of 2019, be sure to look out for a copy of Pacific Coast Golf Guide at a golf course near you and help, you know, allow Golf Guide to help you find the golf you need. All right. Let's get to it with another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast, everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It just... It feels so right. It just, it, I feel as though I'm exactly where I need to be. And that is here with one of my favorite recurring guests on the podcast. He is the founder, the CEO, the man with the plan of the No Gimmies Empire, which includes being the host of the No Gimmies podcast. Christer, my dude, what is happening? My dude, Kyle, <laughs> what's up, my man? Thank oh. you for having me on. It's always. A pleasure to be a guest on the Golf Guide podcast, and anytime I can have an excuse to to talk a little golf with uh, with you, my guy, it's always it's always a good time. So it, it is, thank man. you for having me. It, it almost feels a little overdue, considering how much we enjoy each other's company. The fact that we may have almost gone two to three months without doing one of these just it does feel a little strange, and that's possibly why right now in this very moment things feel so right. It does feel really right, doesn't it? I, I feel I feel like the stars have aligned perfectly. I'm sitting in here on one of the very few rainy days that San Diego ever experiences, and I'm just I'm just giddy to talk all things San Diego golf with uh, with the man who knows more about uh, West Coast golf than pretty much anyone on earth. I'd well, say. I mean, you know, there, there's there's got to be folks out there that certainly know more than me, but uh, they have not made themselves known, and I've not befriended them yet. So I'm just gonna go and take your compliment and uh, and run with it, ma'am. Um, Love it. But yeah, so for anybody who is listening right now, um, Chris, who is a San Diego native, um, has been kind enough to join me here for the next hour or so, where we're going to talk, like he said, all things San Diego golf. Um, a couple of months ago, I had my really good buddies, Andy and Mark, on, who, uh, who live in Orange County. They play a lot of golf, and they did a great job of giving all the podcast listeners a really cool sort of in-depth kind of overview um, of Orange County golf in general. And I'm kind of hoping throughout the, uh, the off-season as everybody's sort of getting ready to like make their plans for 2019 and trying to put golf trips together, that we can do a couple, like a series of podcasts just on some of the better golf destinations across the West Coast. And I mean, who better to help guide us through the absolute joyous wonderland of golf in San Diego better than you, my dude? I am happy to to be that person for you. That, that podcast you did on Orange County Golf, too, was incredible, man. Oh. Those guys... Uh, knew their stuff, and I, I loved the way they broke it down. So for any of your listeners who haven't listened to that podcast, I highly recommend going back and yes. checking it out because that was sweet. And I don't I don't know much about Orange County golf at all, and it, which is funny because I've lived in I lived in San Diego. I grew up in San Diego and have just moved back here, and then lived in San Francisco for eight years. So I feel like I got those two metro areas down for yep. what kind of golf courses and golf experiences you can look for. But the Orange County L.A. 
scene is is something that I know nothing about. And those guys definitely gave me an awesome overview to kind of like get my feet wet, you know, and now to just start exploring it a little bit more for day trips and whatnot. Yeah. So that was that. Was, hopefully, I can give you your listeners and you just as much information as those guys did. Oh, absolutely, they, man. They murdered it. No, they they absolutely crushed it. Andy, Mark, if you're listening right now, which is a good chance you might be, you guys killed it and. You know, little known fact, I don't know exactly what they were drinking, but I'm pretty sure I saw a full bottle at the start of that podcast. That was empty by the time we finished recording. I, I'm not saying that we need to be doing that. And I mean, I'm, personally, this is like maybe one of the first podcasts I've recorded with a guest in maybe almost a year where I'm actually electing to drink coffee rather than, you know, a scotch or a beer. So it, who knows? Th- th- I'm hoping this podcast doesn't come across as almost too sober for the listeners because there, there was a certain level of intoxication that I feel like is expected on this podcast. We can, we can, maybe we'll just supplement, we'll substitute it for, for caffeine. Cause I have a big old pot of coffee in okay. front of me as well. Good. So maybe we won't get the, uh, the inebriation that, that alcohol gives us, but Hey, we'll get a little caffeine buzz and That's hopefully okay. we start coming at you hard and fast with the facts. Exactly. Like throughout the course of the podcast, you know, with those guys, you know, we start to talk a little slower and a little more slurred. Where for us, you know, it's going to be the opposite. The volume of our voice is going to go up just ever so slightly. And hopefully we don't start talking so fast that the uh, the poor listener out there struggles to uh, to catch all of the phenomenal knowledge we're about to drop on them. But, hey, that being said, we will press forward. So let's get after it, my dude. So before we start talking serious details about the golf courses in San Diego, I kind of just wanted to get like a general overview as, you know, a San Diego local, a San Diego native just kind of wanted to get what your read was on San Diego as a golf city or as a golf county city area and kind of see what you think like the city's relationship is kind of with golf um, and, and just everything, you know, that's going on down there. San Diego's interesting with the golfers. I, I say based on what I've seen. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm only comparing it to the Northern California scene because I know that one, like I said, just as well, I would say. And, and it's funny because San Diego has got better weather than Northern California, uh, more golf courses than Northern California, but the golfers are, I don't want to say not as, yeah, they're just not as good, I guess, is just the, the bottom line. Okay. Um, uh, it's what, it's seen much more as a recreational activity down here. Uh, and, and golfers are just not, this isn't a knock on San Diego golfers at all. They're just not as educated about golf as the north as the northern california counterparts are like here people love golf pretty much everybody owns a set of golf clubs just because it's it's sunny 360 days a year there's no reason you know if, if you've lived down here you're you've been asked to go play golf or you've decided to go check it out at least once mm-hmm. so it's amazing pretty much everyone has a set and everyone's pretty open to the idea of going to play and there's options for you you know like what you can play a bunch of great, fun muni tracks for under 30 bucks. There's hundreds of those golf courses, it seems, littered all around the county. Uh, and so it becomes, it's really accessible for, for the rec- recreational golfer to, to go play. That being said, there, there isn't a lot of uh, super, super golf nerds that are into like the architecture or are into you know, playing sure. new places or are really into the conditioning of the course, you know, like the, you just get a lot of people that do it as a recreational sport that, that don't really take it too seriously that are out there to hang out with their buds and just chase it around and just be outside and enjoy the, the simp- like enjoy simply being outside. Um, so that's definitely kind of like your, your prototypical golfer mm-hmm. that makes up, that makes up the majority, you know, that makes up 65% of the golfers in San Diego. And then the other 
whatever 35 i'm not good at math but <laughs> the, the other the other 35 <laughs> percent are um are the total opposite end of the spectrum where they're 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 just players like uh and and i don't know you've you've had the chance to talk to a few you know web tour pros and, and people who are trying to play professional golf mm-hmm. it's funny when you talk to those guys because they they also don't really care about architecture or don't really care about the golf courses they're playing. They just care about finding a way to, you know, make four or five birdies and shoot a good number, you know? Right. So there's a lot of those golfers in San Diego as well that are much younger. So you get a lot of people that are like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 in that range, like late high school, early college that are just singularly focused on turning professional and playing professional golf at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you get that. So you get that. So there's, there's a lot of parity uh, in between like the types of golfers that San Diego has. You get the just the 15 to 20 handicap hack who just goes out there and is down to have fun and, and chase it. And then you get the guys who are trying really hard to get better. Um, so the, the appreciation for golf is is different than, than in Northern California. In Northern California, people seem to be more rooted in the history. You've got more iconic clubs up there. You have the, uh, the Olympic clubs, the SF clubs, the Cal clubs, like those kind of courses that hold a little bit of prestige. Um, and people know about them. Like even the average golfer that plays Lincoln or Presidio, they know what they have in their backyard and they know why it's special. Mm-hmm. We're like here in San Diego, people are just here. They're solely focused on the game. You know, I'm here to do the, the game and have it be recreational and have fun, or I'm doing the game and trying to do it at an incredibly high level. So that's kind of like your, your prototypical San Diego golfer. Those are the, those are the two guys that you're going to run into most often. Gotcha. Because yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because haven't a lot of the like the young guns that are kind of either on the web.com tour or even on the PGA tour. I mean, San Diego is kind of a hotbed for young top level amateur players. I mean, I know that when, in conversations that we've had, even on the podcast before, I mean, I, I believe you played like junior golf with Xander Schaffel and, and some other guys. Like, isn't there like a really like burgeoning, like really good junior golf scene uh, in terms oh, yeah. of converting guys into top level players? Yeah, absolutely. So shout out uh, Future Champions Golf Tour. The owner, Chris Smeal, used to be my swing coach in high school. I've had mm-hmm. him on the podcast a bunch. For anyone that's listening that has a junior golfer in their life, I highly recommend looking into the Future Champions Tour. It's the largest junior tour in the world. Mm-hmm. They do to, they do events in Mexico, South America, all over the place, and a bunch. And it's based here in San Diego. And a, former, a guy who played on the San Diego State golf team, Chris Smeal, with Scott Piercy, uh, after college didn't turn pro and, and started teaching and, and is in the last 15 years just blown this junior tour up so yeah there's there's a lot of really good juniors that go see him uh and they turn into amazing players uh chris mason who teaches out at Madeiras, also teaches a bunch of lpga players he teaches yanni sang um a bunch of young guys that are playing on cal's team right now and, and a bunch mm-hmm. of just young players that are just solid come I don't want to say only out of San Diego because Orange County and L.A. has a lot of those guys as well. Sure. Patrick, Cantlay, Patrick Cantlay is an Orange County guy. Uh, Brandon Hagee is one of those guys as well. So there's like, a, you know, there's a fair share of guys that come out of this whole Southern California area. But, yeah, it's for sure a hotbed. And, and I mean, it's just there's a lot of players and a lot of players are really, really good at a really young age. And, and like you said, there are a whole grip of them out there on the web or the mini tours or a few on the PGA tour. They're just trying to grind it out, you know, and, and figure it out. So yes, to answer your question in short, yes, there are a lot of really, really good young players in yeah. San Diego. No, which is awesome. Now for those of you know the people out there listening who may not know, I mean, aside from just having just an absolute boatload of golf courses to play, 
you know, San Diego, you know, at least the, the metro area of San Diego is also home to probably one of the larger golf epicenters when it comes to equipment, manufacturing, apparel, and stuff like that. I mean, um, for those who aren't familiar, you know, TaylorMade's headquarters down there, Callaway's headquarters down there. I think, I don't know if Cleveland used to be or it still is or if they moved up or away, but and the long and the short of it, there's a lot of golf jobs in the San Diego area with a lot of influence in terms of the uh, the companies that seem to kind of run the game. Do you, in, from your perspective, as somebody who doesn't actually work inside that, does it seem like the presence of those different companies has an impact on the golf scene in San Diego? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because okay. everyone, they're, they're super accessible. First things first, the TaylorMade factory is awesome. It's called The Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> and if you, it's sick. And it's probably one of the coolest grass ranges I've ever seen. It's huge. Um, I was lucky enough, I took a class in high school. We had an intercession in high school, and I took a class called sports management. Anyway, the guy who taught it was a former professional golfer for nine years, so he had connections everywhere. So we got to take a tour of the TaylorMade factory, the Cobra factory, and the Callaway uh, factory all up there in Northern California, or Northern North County, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. They all have sweet ranges. You can call any one of those in the front desk and set up a fitting, and they'll run you through the same fitting they give Phil the same fitting they give Xander, the same fitting they give Sergio or Jason Day or any one of those guys. And all those guys come here to uh, to get fit or to get worked on their clubs or in the off-season when they're trying new products. Or when you see those commercials, you know, you always see those commercials of yeah, yeah. Phil or Jason Day just banging balls on the range and people are like, he's they're going back to the track man like, wow, that three iron went 280 yards or whatever it is that they're they're doing in the commercial trying to to plug their club. Mm-hmm. Those are all filmed here in San Diego up at their Carlsbad facilities, man. And and they're open to the public. If you want to set up an appointment and get fit, you can go set up an appointment and get fit and you'll they'll take you through the exact same process they take all of their studs on. Uh, which wild. is really cool. It's awesome, man. And and just another story too to to talk about how that them being here affects the San Diego golf scene. Uh, those those companies provide a lot of jobs to people that don't necessarily know about golf. You know, one of my good buddies from high school, a kid named VJ, uh, works in he works he works for the golf. I don't know specifically what he does, but he works for Callaway in their golf ball department, and huh. he kind of manages contracts that Callaway has with a bunch of pro shops around the nation and sending them golf balls whenever they need it so they can sell them at the shop. Sure. Anyway, not a golfer at all. Didn't play high school golf. Didn't even play golf in high school at all. Zero interest in playing golf. Got a job at Callaway. Now he has a set of clubs and plays once a week. You know, and like Good we'll go him. and we'll and we'll go to the range at the Callaway facility after work when he lets traffic die down. And it's just funny because it's like, dude, that guy had no interest in golf, but he now enjoys it and is that recreational golfer that I painted the picture for you earlier in the podcast. He's sure. that guy. He's the 15 handicapper who, you know, is down to just go out there and drink some beers and be outside on a Saturday when when he's got the day off, you know. Awesome. So, yeah, they, they definitely have an effect on it. And it's it's cool to have those so close to home. And then, I mean, it's awesome because there's. There's always you always hear stories of pros playing, you know, like a bunch of the Australian guys. I know Jeff Ogilvie and Aaron Baddeley uh, own homes up in Del Mar near those factories. And you always hear stories about when they're in town getting fit and then they go play one of the golf courses nearby. And you're always it's always it reverberates through the whole golf scene down here in San Diego that Jeff Ogilvie and Aaron Baddeley played nine holes at Rancho Santa Fe this morning or something. And you're just like, oh, that's so sick, you know. <laughs> God, that's so rad. I, well, see, well, so on top of that, I mean, it, 
It doesn't surprise me that all this is going on because, as, as you mentioned, what, like 10 minutes ago, you get 360 days of sunshine a year. It seems like a pretty appropriate spot to kind of set up a base of operations, um, especially for, you know, an outdoor sport. Um, and, you know, because of that weather, um, you know, obviously San Diego is one of those few areas that does get an annual event you know, on the PGA Tour. I mean, it gets it gets the big boys on tour coming there every year. And I believe they also get the ladies coming there every single year. Am I right? They do. So yeah. uh, the, I think it's called the Kia Classic yes, is, is the, the LPGA Classic. event. Yes. And that goes on. That takes place at Aviara mm-hmm. uh, up in North County. And yeah. then, of course, everybody knows the Farmers Insurance Open. Mm-hmm. That's always where Tiger makes his uh, his debut pretty much, it seems, every year for the PGA Tour season. He starts the year off at Torrey. Um, I mean, I remember going to the event when I was in high school and seeing Tiger. I think he won it like six years in a row. Mm-hmm. And I remember going in high school just it was a foregone conclusion that tiger was going to win like mm-hmm. you'd show up on friday <laughs> after school and go watch and it's like okay well what's tiger going to shoot today and how much is he going to be leading by it was it was <laughs> it was pretty fun man it was awesome actually oh that is fantastic and do you think like the the farmers and the uh, the kia classic and the professional golf down there has much of an effect on people's uh interest in golf because i mean to me my my guess would be no simply because there are so many recreational options but as a guy who grew up there did did you feel that it made a pretty huge difference like it really spiked interest and got more people playing the game down there totally and if it didn't if it doesn't maybe not spiking interest that that might not be the right word for it but uh so you always hear golf on golf channel or ESPN or any of those people they all and talking heads like you and me we always talk about how you can engage the recreational fan right you're always trying to figure out how how do we get more people to watch the match, you know, which just sure. happened between Tiger and Phil? Or how do we get more people to get interested in the Masters? Uh, well, in San Diego, because we have that event yearly and people are willing to go check it out, and tickets are so cheap. I think it's 15 bucks to get in, so it's nothing. That's and you awesome. can go get beers and hang out. Exactly. So I feel like a lot of people are just genuinely or generally more educated on golf than people in other areas because of the events. So like the casual sports fan will get roped into going, the guy who never plays golf will get roped into going to the farmer's insurance open and hanging out for three hours and drinking some beer. And they'll at least know like, Oh, that's Keegan Bradley, you know? Oh, that's Jason day. Oh, that's, you know, I don't know. I can't even think of another name, but they'll Justin Rose, but they'll be able to like name those guys and okay. know who they are other than just, Oh, that's tiger or, Oh, that's Ricky or, Oh, that's Rory, you know? And so that, that kind of, I don't know if you want education, awareness, sure, sure, yeah, where I, I follow you, all, whatever you want to call it. That, yeah, that's that's definitely that the events, the professional events, definitely made that more more common amongst the you know average person in San Diego, I guess you could say. And they definitely draw a crowd, man. It gets busy. Like when you go, it's slammed. You know, it's not Waste Management Phoenix Open slammed, but there are a lot of people walking around. A lot of people in the grandstands, uh, you see everybody that you've ever played golf with randomly, you end up seeing while you're there because it's just like, yeah, all golfers go, you know, and then they always rope in a buddy who likes sports, who who seems to enjoy it and has general understanding of like what is going on in the golf world and who the players are and what the significance of the event coming to San Diego is. Sure. And if he doesn't like sports, at the very least, he likes to gamble. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> likes to gamble. That's, uh, the, that's the easiest. That's the easiest way to get your buddy who doesn't like golf or doesn't know anything about golf. That's the easiest way to get him involved. Go yeah. to a par three, sit in the grandstands, and just bet on every group that comes by with him. Just be like, "Listen, bud, I'm taking, 
I'm taking Blaine Barber in this group. I think he makes the lowest score. Who you got? <laughs> and he'll be like, I'll take Miguel Angel. It's like, sick. Five bucks or the next beer. Let's go. Oh, God, that sounds so good. Oh, I cannot wait. I, I got to try to make it down there. I've never been to the uh, the tournament. I've never been to the Farmers before, but I think this is uh, 2019. May just be the time where your boy has to finally do it. Get down it's, there, play a little golf, see a little golf. I'm in. It's It's awesome, man. It's a great, great event. And it's on two golf courses, too, so it's pretty spread out. You can kind of... There are a lot of people there, but you're not going to like, you know, you're, it's not like right. it's going to be 20 rows deep unless you're following Tiger. All right. Well, when this podcast, uh, when we're done recording, we'll have to talk a little bit off air about putting some plans together, my man. Um, oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah. So, okay. So now that we've kind of got laid the landscape for, you know, kind of getting an overview of San Diego golf in general, let's, uh, let's just crunch some numbers here, my man. Now, you're going to have to take some of these with a grain of salt. Uh, because I think my database is about a year old, so I'm sure there probably are some places that have closed down, or I, I don't know if too many courses have opened up in San Diego over the last year, but off the top of your head, if I asked you how many golf courses are in San Diego County, what would be your guess, unless you know? I think you told me this. I think you told me this. So I'm going to guess a number. This is the number that's that's in my head right now, mm-hmm. and I want to say you told me in the past. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. I want to say 91. Oh, my gosh. You're so close. <laughs> okay. So in San Diego County, which, again, I, I think we were saying this before we started recording the podcast, is large. I mean, San Diego Jeez. County is a large area, and we're, we're going to get more in depth And when you kind of tell us the different like, quadrants of it and how to you know attack each one of them. But in the county of San Diego, there are 95 golf courses wow 95 golf courses literally you could live in san diego and have almost a hundred different courses to choose from you you could play every golf course in san diego you could play every single day playing a different course and you probably you wouldn't really play anything more than four times a year that's crazy to me it's pretty intense dude there are a lot of golf courses and and i don't know if you have the exact breakdown with you right right in front of you Mm -hmm. there are not many private golf courses there is not of those 95 i want to say maybe if i was to guess I'd say there's 12 private courses and no more than 15. Like they're they're pretty much all accessible to the public, which is awesome. Like so, it's just great. Yeah, so it's a, it's a little more than that. So I'll, I'm going to give you the breakdown here real quick. Of the 95 courses, 65 of them are open to the public, are just purely public access, either resort or public. There are 23 private courses, which is 24%. So 24% of the golf courses in San Diego County are private, but when you compare that to the rest of Southern California, that is magnificent. Between Orange County and LA County, I think those cities have some of the high, yeah, the highest percentage in the country in terms of um, you know private to public. And I want to say in Orange County, it's almost like forty five percent or something something crazy like that. Whereas um, the rest of the country, that the number is a little bit more close to thirty to thirty five, and you know San Diego twenty five percent. Beautiful weather, more courses open to the public. I mean, come on, it, it, it's it, it, it's amazing. And I think, obviously, you know, there's a huge military presence in San Diego, so I think there are five military golf courses. I, I don't know whether or not those are open to the public. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. But uh, just in terms of the ratio of courses that are available for anybody to go play, unbelievable down there. It's pretty awesome, man. And I, I didn't know that we were so low on the percentage compared to other big metro areas, especially just the big metro areas next door in Orange yeah. County and, well, and Los I mean, Angeles. And think about it. It's probably just as crazy and even crazier if you go out to the East Coast because, I mean, it seems like every, you know, if you flip on the old social medias and you start flipping around, like, you know, on a golf Instagram thing and you start looking at all these people posting beautiful pictures of golf, you know, out in the tri-state and in Philadelphia and New York, I mean, doesn't it seem like 90% of the courses that people are posting pictures of are not accessible to guys like you and I? 
Exactly. And San Diego definitely San Diego City in and of itself does not have a very elitist vibe at all. Sure. I mean, like there's there's no real I mean, there's nice restaurants and stuff, but like there's not like you put it this way, you don't see people wearing suits and ties very often, you know, like what no matter no. what what's going on. You see a lot of shorts, you see a lot of baseball caps. You see a lot of just it's it's very low key, so it's cool to see that that kind of trickled into the mentality of the golf courses as well. Because, yeah. I mean, just you can if you you can pretty much play anywhere. The 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 most strict course to, courses are probably those military courses. You said there's five, and I know two yes. of them for a fact. You cannot get on unless you are a military. Okay, um, that makes which sense. Which is sea and air, which is on the north side. Yep, I did. Yeah, be, uh, if, if I run through them, I'll go alphabetically. It looks like the military courses are. There's two courses at a place called Admiral Baker. Those are both open to the public, okay. and they're both fun. Okay, and then there's a Marine Memorial. Uh, which I think, I want to say that one's up in Camp Pendleton. That one looks like it's in Camp Pendleton. There is yep. a Miramar Memorial, which is actually, which, you know, Marine Corps Air Station, Mir- Miramar. Yep, and that one is pro- that one is you have to be a military member to play. Okay, but and that then, course is fun. I've played it before with as a guest. It's awesome. Nice, and then find the one you mentioned uh, first in uh, in San Diego, C and Air. C and Air, exactly, and that one's on the North Shore Coronado, and that one, same thing. I've only played it once, and it was for a high school match. We got to play eighteen holes, which was nice. But nice. that course is also uh, exclusively military members. Okay, so. gotcha. Yeah, but I mean, shoot, almost se- almost seventy percent of the golf courses down there are completely open to the public, which is absolutely fantastic. Now. A couple other little, you know, little nuggets that I'm going to provide for you, just to see if you have any uh, any input or or comments on this. So, uh, at least in, in the golf guide world, we always identify high end public golf courses as golf courses that are open to the public, where the green fee is going to be north of 125 bucks. All right, mm-hmm. we would call those okay. high high end daily fee. You yep. know, I'm actually surprised it doesn't have more, but 11, 12 percent of the golf courses in San Diego are defined as high end public golf courses does that shock you or does that sound about right that sounds about right okay. that sounds about right there there are the san diego yeah there's yeah you're you're hard pressed to find people willing to pay more than 100 bucks for golf in san diego because mm-hmm. there are a lot of awesome golf courses that you can pay for that you can pay 35 bucks on and get out and they're going to be super fun in good shape even i mean just we'll get more into this as we start talking about specific golf courses but just sure. as an example i mean tory north if you want to go play tory north which is re- recently redesigned by Weisskopf, uh if you are a non non resident of san diego city or san diego county it's only 110 bucks and that's like that's hmm. weekend rate 8 in the morning like saturday morning best prime time tea time 110 bucks it's really good it, it's awesome dude and it's like and that's and that's that's just incredible, dude. That's just funny to think about. If you're a resident, you can pay to play Tory North for twenty two bucks in the afternoon at twilight. <laughs> it's like, come on, that's absurd. You know, like why would I go play? Why would I pay a hundred and thirty bucks to play some other course when I can go where the big boys play and pay for and pay twenty two bucks? You know, it, that that alone is almost a reason enough just to move to San Diego. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's well, see. Okay, I got a couple more here for you, and then we're going to jump into more specifics in terms of you know really talking certain golf courses. Um, if you had to guess, what percentage of the golf courses down <laughs> golf? What percentage of the golf courses down there are nine holers? It's not very much. Not many. I can I, I, off the top of my head. I'm just gonna. I'm I'm thinking out loud here. So off the top of my head, I can only think of one nine hole golf course which is national city golf course mm-hmm. and then oh let me think there's there used to be one called sun valley but that closed recently okay and 
the Welk, Lawrence Welk, that's Lawrence Welk, excuse me. That's that's not nine holes. No. Tecalodi, that's not nine holes. Yeah, dude, those are the only two, and one of them's closed. So I think there's only one, National City. So Final answer. Well, okay, so <laughs> in San Diego City, there may only be one. I, I can only speak because I only have my stats for the whole county, but in the entire county, there's only 13 nine-hole golf courses, which at 14%, that that seems like about 10 to 12% lower than the average. So pretty pretty crazy that there's, you know, most of the golf courses down there seem to be a full 18-hole experience, which is, uh, you know, for, for the golf nerd, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, Amazing. Let's see here. And then for par three courses, so these can be nine, 18, or something else, but these are golf courses that only have par threes. Do you have any guesstimate on how to, on how many or what percentage? Because since there are 95 courses, the percentage and the number is basically going to be the same. I would say that it's like eight or nine percent. It's still still pretty close. Uh, fourteen, fourteen okay. par three courses, and grossly then, underestimating. And then place. oddly oddly enough, the number of executive courses, so courses that don't have any par fives but are mostly par threes that have some par fours, you know, peppered in there here and there. Thirteen of those. All right. So between the par three courses and executive golf courses together, we've kind of defined those as just short courses. You know, less mm-hmm. than less than regulation length. And that's about 28%. So 28% of the golf courses in San Diego County are considered short courses. Uh, does Which that seem is great? Yeah, does Which that seem great. more or, or less than you would have you would have guessed? A little bit more, probably, but okay. uh, but that's not it's not a bad thing. No. Uh, there's that makes golf is San Diego is a great place to pick up the game if you're a beginner. There's a lot of options for you that won't hurt your wallet and won't hurt your ego either while you go play them. There's the, the those par three executive courses that I just mentioned: Tecalodi, Lawrence Welk, uh, Mission Bay, uh, National City. They're fun. They're fun. They're easy, and they're great like ways to get into the game as a beginner for sure. Okay, interesting. Now, now that we got those numbers out of the way, my man, let's let's start to t- get down to brass tacks. Okay. Let's start talking about the best golf courses in San Diego County. And before we start, do you want to preface this with kind of identifying and sharing with people the different kind of areas of San Diego so that maybe they'll get an idea of maybe maybe we'll try to talk about just like the one or two best golf courses in each category for each uh, like quadrant or each, you know, portion of the county. Does that, does that sound good to you? That sounds great. Okay. When, you, when you first sent me the Google Doc with, you know, the best of San Diego golf, that was, that was the, for me, that made the most sense to break it down, to break down the qu- the county into quadrants. So, uh, for anyone listening, like if, if, if you were to look at San Diego County, like we said, it's huge. And there's essentially four pieces of the county. There's East County, uh, North County, South Bay, and then San Diego city. So I kind of just went through and picked anywhere between like one and three courses in each county that kind of run the spectrum of, you know, the ritzy one that's kind of expensive all the way to like the best value uh, and most fun. So that's kind of the way I attacked. I attacked that uh, breaking down the San Diego golf courses. So perfect. Perfect. OK, so um, let's see here. Do, do you want to just go through like what the four sections are or do you want do I just want to start jumping into it? We'll pick a category and you can just give me, you know, one or two in each one that you think sounds best. Yeah, how about this? I'm going to I'm, let's do that. I'll. I'll I'll break down the counties actually. I'll start with I'll start doing the counties and kind of actually, you know what? No, no, no. I I like the way you're doing it better. Why don't you ask me the like which course to look at and then I can tell you what course it is and in what county it's located. Okay, perfect. Let's do it. So, let's we're you know, we're going to start uh, as most of the online, you know, search results when they, you know, filter the price from most expensive to least expensive. So, let's just let's just get this one out of the way. Even though it's not the type of golf that I think you and I play the majority of our golf at. Um, if we're looking for nice, nice, you know, fairly high-end, 
public golf courses, people that are going down to San Diego for a long weekend and they want to get two or three really nice rounds of golf in, let, let's just jump into those first. So in terms of the best public golf um, in terms of price, but also in terms of quality of course conditions, where, where are we looking, my man? So you're looking in North County for sure. North County starts, uh, let's say La Jolla is the cutoff. La Jolla is this is the southern tip of North County. Okay. And then North County will extend all the way up into Encinitas Oceanside area. Uh, I mean, just just on paper, North County is has got the nicest homes in San Diego County. You're looking at like, you know, 6,000, 7,000 square foot homes on beachfront properties with pools like that's. That's where a lot of the money in San Diego is, is in North County. So naturally, they have some of the really nice high-end golf courses uh, up in that that part of the county as well. It's about a 35-minute drive from downtown San Diego. So if you fly into downtown San Diego, which is where our airport is, and get a hotel down there, you can cruise up to North County and play a bunch of really nice golf courses, uh, not go very far, and you're going to be you're going to be spending some money though. So so of those of those of that category. I'd say the premier golf course experience from top to bottom is is the Grand Del Mar. It's it's a Tom Fazio design. Okay. A uh, lot of elevation changes. You're really going to get a good feel of what San Diego golf is. Um, if you've seen Torrey Pines on TV for the Farmers Insurance Open, you're aware that it's on a bluff mm-hmm. over with like a hundred foot cliff looking down on the ocean, and then there's like canyons that kind of jut into the property. Yep. Uh, the Grand Del Mar was built on a bluff as well in Del Mar, just a little bit north of La Jolla. Okay. But it really winds through the canyons, and it's it's pretty fun. Some people really don't like canyon golf, and you kind of have to get used to it. Sure. But Fazio did a really good job of, of giving you some width and giving you things to work with, and the elevation changes on the golf course are super, super fun. Uh, the golf course is is awesome, but you will be paying a pretty penny. You're paying 250 bucks to play, um, but it's got the best range. It's a huge grass range with like a hundred different hitting bays that goes out like 350 yards with like, a uh, you're hitting to targets that are greens with pins and bunkers. So you have like real simulation of, of real golf when you're on the range. Um, and then they just take care of all the little details too. You, you have to valet your car when you go there. Um, when they take your clubs out of your car, they put them on a car. Like you don't even have to touch your clubs. Mm-hmm. They, uh, when you get back in your car after you're done playing golf and the whole experience is over, they put two water bottles in the cup holders in your car. Like it's, it's, they, no, no stone goes unturned. So you're, you're kind of getting what you pay for, Sure. but it is, it is by far and away without a doubt, the most expensive golf course in San Diego. And if you're, if you're coming to San Diego and you're a true golf nut, um, and you don't mind paying $250, I highly recommend doing it. Uh, a lot of locals don't play there. That's just a fact. It's it's just way too expensive for for a local. You know, sure. that's like a, you do that. That's like that's a, I, I like to describe it as like the birthday round. You know, you Got go it. you go once a year when it's your birthday and you play with your closest friends or your family and you just and you splurge because it's your birthday. You know. Yes. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Now, because it's all up there, so you're saying if you want to just really splurge for just the numero uno round, if you really want to get after and be something really nice. The Grand Del Mar would be it. Now, obviously, as you're referencing Tory, Tory is close by too. I mean, how how does the uh, the, the Fairmont stack up against the two courses at Tory? It's it's better. I mean, it's just better. Okay. Like it's 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 the closest thing San Diego has to like a a really just good golf course, like 
top to bottom architecturally speaking mm-hmm. like experience wise like it's it's just it's just incredible you know so it like i said you will be paying but it's better than better than tory south uh, as far as the whole experience and the golf course and everything sure. and it's more more fun tory south like we'll get into it it's it's on the list later down there but tory south is 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 a ball buster yeah. it's 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 just really very very hard so it's 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 tough to have fun at tory south Unless you're a good player, and that's just a fact. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Now, what about other parts of San Diego County? Is there any really nice higher-end public golf courses that you might recommend uh, in yes. other parts of San Diego County? Yes. Perfect. So we're we're gonna do we're gonna do one. We're gonna take it east, back out to my neck of the woods. I live in the East County. Uh, out in the East County, there's a little course called Barona, which uh, Barona. runs Barona Creek Golf Course. It runs 120 bucks, which I think is just under the price cutoff that well, you have for the we're, high we're, end. Yep, we're, we're, we're going to let that one. The 120 is just is, is perfect. Yeah, so it's 120 bucks if you're playing playing uh, prime time Saturday morning 8 a.m. Same. That's the kind of every price that I'm going to give you today is is assuming that you're pl- that you're playing Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, so people right now, if you're listening, there, any price that I give will be the highest price. That you will pay at that golf course, and then it's Perfect. only going to get better. For Perfect. Uh, but Barona Creek, dude, they used to host the Web.com Tour Championship. Did that for a couple years, and it's just a fun mountainous golf course. It's wider than I mean, you could land a plane out there. It's so wide. The fairways are wide. It's all about angles. I think Andy Johnson from the Fried Egg, mutual friend of both of ours, would get a super hard on if you went to Barona because it's. Exactly what a golf course should be. It's there's no forced carries. There, it's just wide open, and it's really, really hard for the scratch player because there's so many angles and short grass and mounds and tiers and running areas all over the place that the ball's always moving. So you're always a little bit panicked once it hits the ground. But for the 20 handicapper, you're he's never really going to lose a ball. You know, he's just going to have all the room in the world to to spray it. You know, Incredible. and there's he's always going to be on grass. So. That place is awesome. That is a little bit more of a drive. It's probably 50 minutes from downtown San Diego, uh, due east, but it's definitely worth the drive and worth the experience. It's, once again, another great practice facility. Super cheap replay rates. I want to say the replay rate is like 30 bucks. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, and it's it's pretty fun to get out there and play. It's it's an awesome, awesome golf course. God, that is absolutely delectable. Uh, Barona. Okay, I got that one little mark down here. Uh, and, and anything else in terms of higher-end public... Uh, Public golf in other parts of the county? So there's one more golf course up in North County. Okay. Uh, we're going back to North County. It's probably Northeast County, if you wanted to get really specific. It's sure. a little bit more inland than the Grand Del Mar. It's in a town called Poway. Uh, and it's, of course, called Madeiras, Madeiras Golf Club. It's uh, 170 bucks to play. Mm-hmm. And it's a Johnny Miller design, which I know for you makes you cringe a little bit on the inside you know it's it's, it's not I, I have heard of Madaris and i've heard really really good things and it's it, i've heard that from people that share similar you know preferences in terms of golf golf to me so i'm, I'm i will keep an open mind so just, just lay it on me real thick here brother i will i i played Madaris two weeks ago for the first time in probably 10 years i played it in a junior tour event when i was like 16 and and I remember hating it. I remember being like, "This course Ooh. sucks." Like I was all mad about it, you know. I was, I was all, I probably sh- like shot like 85 or something. So that probably was a reason I was mad about it. But yeah. I remember I did not enjoy the golf course when I was 16. Uh, I went back two weeks ago. One of my buddies, shout out Max Alcorn, um, was in town. He's from Poway. That's that's that was very close to his house, and he was in town, and he invited me out to play since he lives up in the Bay Area. Was only here for the weekend, and 
I was like, you know what? I, I don't get to play with him that often. I'm going to go screw it. And I had an, an awesome time. The course was in immaculate shape and it was definitely the most fun uh, Johnny Miller course I've ever played. I, I, I have played Thanksgiving Point out in Utah, and I mm-hmm. thought that was probably one of the worst golf courses I've ever played. <laughs> and I don't mean to talk too bad about it, but it was just awful. And and I did, I went to Madeiras, like I said, a couple weeks ago and had an amazing time. The course is super fun, really interesting golf holes. Like, once again, a lot of elevation change. A lot of Most San Diego golf courses have a lot of elevation change, which is nice because it's just fun. Sure. But Madeiras does it really well. It's similar to Grand Del Mar. It kind of winds through some canyons. And it's just it's just beautiful, and, and it was fun. It's definitely, definitely hard. So if you go out there to play it, I highly recommend playing multiple tees forward okay. uh, than what you think you should play because there's there's definitely some trouble you can find yourself in. But it's really, really fun, and it's worth it. It's worth the money. You know, If you want to go splurge, it's definitely worth it, and, and I recommend it for sure. Awesome. Oh, that's perfect, man. All right, well, now that we got those out of the way, let's get to the one that I think you and I— uh, or certainly, it is the most nearest and dearest to our hearts. I, I think in the uh, the outline that I sent you for the uh, the notes for the podcast, I may have mis uh, mislabeled it, but we're just going to go ahead and do it anyway. So I want your choices for best munis, but you know we can also just extend this to just generally public golf courses that are you know a little bit more for the everyman. The, you know, golf courses where you might actually have a chance to go pay somewhere between you know twenty and eighty bucks um, to go play um, in each parts of the city. So let's let, let's get your uh, let's get your take on some of the best hidden gems slash, you know, public access courses littered all throughout San Diego County. So the one that I'm going to start off with is the one that the course that I've been doing most of my playing and practicing at mm-hmm. since I moved home. Uh, it's a little place called Carlton Oaks. Okay. It's in East County, San Diego, in a town called Santee. Mm-hmm. S-A-N-T-E-E. Uh, yes, sir. That is it. Uh, Santee. Yeah. East County, San Diego, Carlton Oaks. It's a... Uh, Perry Dye designed, who's son of Pete Dye. Okay. So it's got a lot of dye dye esque flavors. Sure. Um, they got the railroad ties on the bunkers. They've got it's just hard. It's a hard golf course. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you really cannot beat the price. It's thirty seven dollars to play. Woo! And it's a seventy four hundred yard dye golf course. Oh, it's a beast. It's a beast from the tips. That's tipping it all the way out. It's a beast, dude. It's very, very hard. It's very, very hard. And I, I'll say I've said it on the podcast before. I'll say it on your podcast right now. That there's no reason that that golf course should not be TPC San Diego, because San Diego desperately needs a TPC golf course uh-huh. for all. There, there are a lot of players here. We said it at the beginning of the podcast. Sure. There's a lot of young people trying to turn pro. There's a lot of pros that are based out of here, professional golfers that are based out of here. They need a place to play, and all of those TPC courses are free for tournament players. They're essentially people with any status on a PGA affiliate tour. They Mm -hmm. get to play and practice there for free, and San Diego desperately needs a home like that for all these players, and Carlton Oaks is kind of the de facto home for them right now. Interesting. You see a lot lot of of up-and-coming pros play out out at Carlton just because it's very, very challenging. The greens are always in good shape. They're bent grass. They're fast. They're firm, and the the course is hard. They do Canadian Q school, Canadian Tour Q school there every oh, year. Wow. Okay. They they host a NCAA regional tournament there every year for both the men and the women. Um, the course is since I mean it is pretty inexpensive. It's thirty seven dollars to play. Uh, it's definitely a little rough around the edges. The bunkers are 
they need some work. They're they're a little they're a little bit dry and they don't have a lot of sand in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get you can get in some rough lies in the fairway, like you can get some dirt patches or things. But uh, but you know the two times a year they get that place in good shape for tournament golf. Mm-hmm. It's in really really good shape. Day in and day out, there are going to be some things where you're if you're a purist or if you're someone that likes to complain, you'll definitely find a couple things to complain about. Sure. But as far as uh, <laughs> as far as the layout and the challenge and the price, like I really don't think you can beat Carlton Oaks, man. Thirty-seven dollars to play a die golf course that feels like you're playing a die golf course. That's really interesting. You know, the front nine is. I think the front nine is thirty. I want to say it's like thirty-five hundred yards or thirty-six hundred yards, okay. and you you only hit three drivers. What? You're hit, yeah, you're hitting like two irons and three woods off tees and four irons off tees and. You hit drive. You basically, or you hit four drivers. So you hit drivers on the two par fives, the first hole, and the sixth hole. But even then, you don't even like the sixth hole. You don't have to hit driver on because if you hit driver, you're bringing water into play. But if you hit three wood, you just stay short of the water. But you're hitting like three wood four iron into into this hole that's got, you know, a four tiered green essentially. It's like Jesus. four. It's like four quadrants. It's like a square square green. It's it's. It's sick, dude. Like the course is awesome, awesome, awesome. I can't say enough good things about it. And like I said, you cannot beat that price, dude. Thirty-seven dollars is is ridiculous. And pace of play out there is fast. Oh, hey, um, that's they, you know for a golf course, it's got a lower green fee. The fact that you're uh, matching that with pace of play, that's a that, that that's a really nice and unfortunately all too rare combo. So that that is perfect. Now, wh- wh- which part of San Diego County is Carlton Oaks in again? That is in East County, East okay. County, San Diego. Okay. And and yeah, like I said, that's kind of become the de facto home for a lot of the players that are out here in San Diego. And mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a course that's, like I said, San Diego has a lot of recreational golfers, a lot of beginning golfers, a lot of guys that don't take the game too seriously. And Carlton Oaks scares a lot of those guys away because it's it's not fun for them. Right. You know, they just get the, they just get their butts kicked. Uh, so it's that that's kind of the reason that pace of play gets is pretty quick because most of the people that are out there are players. Uh, or tourists who are trying to check it out, and they they keep it moving, you know. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. And then, uh, and if we if we step outside, or I mean, do you have any other ones in East San Diego, or do you want to go to a different part of the county? We're gonna go to a different part of the county now okay. for for good value, and I'm just gonna take it straight to San Diego, the city of San Diego. Uh, literally, I want to say eight minutes from the airport, seven minutes from downtown San Diego mm-hmm. is a little municipal golf course called Coronado. Coronado, Coronado. Golf Course. Take the little drive across the Coronado Bridge. You end up on Coronado Island. Beautiful little town. A lot of cool bars. A lot of cool restaurants. Incredible beaches. Uh, it's just like its own little nice pocket of San Diego. And they have a municipal golf course that is $42 to play. And it is awesome. The big bummer about Coronado is it. You no matter what time of the day you play, no matter when you play, could be Monday, could be Tuesday, any day of the week, you're easily staring at a five-hour and twenty-minute round. Okay, <laughs> that's 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 just that's just the reality. You're gonna it's gonna be slow. Make sure to pack a couple flasks. Is what you're saying? Yeah, Matt, pack a couple flasks or a couple bowls, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you need to get through yes, the round. It, it it's gonna be slow. You're gonna see a lot of people. That being said, if you know that going into the experience. It's amazing. You're right on the water. You're literally right on the water. You have views of downtown San Diego, the skyline. You see the Coronado Bridge. The greens are, for for as many rounds as that place gets, I have no idea how they keep the greens in such good shape, but the greens are great. The course is fun. It's it's awesome. Super easy to walk for any of you guys out there that like walking. And another enormous plus about Coronado, uh, they let fivesomes go out. Oh, that's awesome. 
I mean, granted, it's, you know, it, it makes sense why the pace of play is a little slow, but it's just if it's going to be slow, you might as well be playing with four other buddies. Exactly, and that's kind of, I think that's kind of the mentality. The guy who runs the the golf course, a uh, local pro by the name of Brian Smock, absolute stud. He's played in like four PGA Championships. He was there last year in the PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a San Diego golfing legend, and he the guy just the guy knows what's up. Like he's he's so in tune with the golfing world, and he's been running the golf course now for a couple of years that he's like, screw it. It's always five hours to play out here. The only rule is if you have a five-some, you all have to be in a cart. So you can't walk if you're in a five-some. Hmm. Interesting. But, but it's great for people. Like, I mean, how often do you find a muni that lets you play a five-banger? Almost nowhere, dude. Almost, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, almost nowhere. That, that's not. That's an unheard of. So, I mean, there's very. I feel like the people listening here, most people would logistically plan that out, and you don't really have a five-some going on a buddy's golf trip because you know that's just going to be a logistical nightmare. But if for some reason you do end up in that situation or if you're visiting San Diego and a guy like me or we have a buddy that's in town, you know, that is local that you want to play with one of mm-hmm. the rounds, that would be a great place to do it. Just because sure. just because it's cheap, it's slow, but it's beautiful, always green, pretty good shape. And the golf course is legitimately very, very fun. OK, interesting. Oh, that sounds amazing. I, I know that my dad, uh, when he was growing up in uh, Los Angeles, his family would take little trips down to Coronado and he actually still has a poster from his childhood and it's just like damn that place is spectacular where is he? he's like bro it's right out of san diego come on i was like wow that sounds amazing so i it sounds like we got to get down to coronado bro coronado is definitely i play there pretty regularly it's awesome. a lot of fun uh it's it's coronado is awesome i it, it took me a while to come around on the coronado product i was i was a not like against it but i always wanted to argue that other places were better uh, in San Diego that you get a better value, better bang for your buck. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if you just sit down and objectively look at it, it's really hard to find another place that, that you get more value out of than Coronado. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. All right, along the same lines, what what else you got for us in terms of uh, hidden gems, you know, affordable hidden gems around San Diego County? So there's a golf course in uh, North County, Northeast County, kind of back over by where Madaris is, mm-hmm. in a town called Ramona. It's a course called Mount Woodson. Mm. And... I didn't know – I don't know if this qualifies as a short course, but what it reminds me of, it's it's like a sharp park type of deal. It's, okay. It's 5,700 yards, par 70. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and it's 50 bucks to play, um, but that's only – like in the, you can get out there for cheaper if you sure. do it right. Uh, and it's just a short, quirky golf course that's really, really fun. One oh. of the holes – specifically so san diego is pretty mountainous and we have a lot of that like sage brush or manzanita brush like yes, the sir. brushes that are like chest high very very thick and they kind of grow they thrive on the side of mountains which san diego has a lot of mm-hmm. and one of the the third hole out there at mount woodson is a par three 180 yards that you're hitting downhill and then the walking path or the cart path however you decide to play the round is a wooden bridge that is built above the sagebrush because you're essentially crossing a canyon to get you hit from one side of the canyon (laughs) hit across the canyon onto the green and then the bridge is like built a couple hundred feet above the ground and you're just going over this whole like sagebrush area it's it's pretty sick yeah it's awesome and there's a bunch of huge huge oak trees that have been there since like 
the Jurassic era, I feel like, that are just, like, so old. And, like, I swear to God they could talk to me if I went at night and, like, was seeking wisdom. They would they would give me things to think about. There's these huge, huge, epic, epic oak trees that are just littered right there. And you're on this bridge kind of going through the oak trees and over the brush, above the ground, walking hopefully to, to a birdie putt on the green. You know, like, it's just, it's really, really cool. And it's one of those courses that is, uh, that's kind of, under the radar um but it's very 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 fun um and it's it's just quirky it's a quirky little golf course but it's it's awesome and and you can't beat the price and they do have this cool thing so they have uh, by the first tee box there's like a lake that you that doesn't really come into play it's just kind of like an aesthetic lake um but in the lake at about 20 yards out they have a five gallon paint bucket with like a faux green around it and a flag stick <laughs> in the paint bucket and if you pay five bucks to the starter he gives you five golf balls and you can chip a golf ball from the first tee into the paint bucket and if you get if you hit a ball into the paint bucket your round is free oh, that's amazing it's awesome dude oh, it's, it's so, so awesome dude, you'll sit there while you're waiting to tee off you and your buddies and like the starter talking shit you're waiting for the group to get out of one fairway and all of you guys are like screw it let's put five bucks and we all get a shot and try to make it and if you make it then your round's free it's it's awesome dude, dude it's really that's really so cool. great oh that's one of the finest most beautiful like starter little like quirks i've ever heard that's fantastic and that is mount woodson correct correct mount okay. woodson golf course okay god that sounds awesome Oh, dude, this is this is great, man. I'm, I'm loving this. There's so much good info in here. Um, all right, so I mean, so we got three courses here in like the kind of best, uh, you know, hidden gems in the county. Do, do you want to cap it there? Or do you got any other ones you want to share with everybody? I'm thinking right now. I'm racking my brain. There is another course in the South Bay, uh, which is a little bit closer to Tijuana, and it's a course called Bonita Golf Course, and okay. it's designed by by Billy Bell. So yes, good designer. Sir pretty basic golf course flat wide nothing super special about it but it's very very fun and it's thirty dollars they have a grass range that's big also a very nice range very nice practice facility and it's just it's just a it's like the best it's let's say okay it's the best golf course to play before you go on a trip you know like let's say you just got back from Bandon, i know uh-huh. and let's say you want to go somewhere where you're you're trying to have fun make a lot of birdies not stress too hard um, and have a nice walk. Benit is the place for you. It's okay. just it's thirty bucks, easy to walk, a lot of short holes. The greens are pretty flat. You can definitely get on a roll out there, make a bunch of birdies. Um, and it's just like it's just easy to play golf out there. Like it's just really, really easy. It's stress free. Uh, you know, there's there's nothing there's no real tricks to it. It's really fun. No two holes are the same. You know, all the holes are a little bit different. Uh, and it's pretty easy to get a tea time. And I mean, you can't beat the price, dude. 30 bucks is, is out of this world. And that's down in the South Bay for anybody that's exploring, uh, the Southern part of San Diego County. Gotcha. Beautiful. Okay. Hey, I love it, man. I got all these written down and I'll probably go over all these again uh, with everybody at the end of the episode, but, uh, no, that's perfect in terms of just, you know, great public access, you know, kind of hidden, you know, under the radar, hidden gem type courses. Uh, those are four really, really good ones, my man. So, um, for the next one, do, do you want to skip over short courses? I mean, do, do you have some short courses that you just briefly want to share? Or do you want to just jump right into some of the, you know, the best private clubs in the County? I do have some short courses actually. Okay. So yeah. one, yeah. one of one, if you're a golfer, you've for sure heard of this short course. It's uh, incredibly in vogue right now. It's like a hipster, hipster golfer's paradise and that's Goat Hill Park. Mm-hmm. 
I've, you, I've, I'm sure you've heard of it. They've written articles I, about I it believe, in the Golfer's Journal. Uh, fun fact, uh, I believe it's the the owner of Link Soul, John Ashworth, is kind of the guy who restored it and uh, made it what it is today. Is that, am, 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 I, am, I, am I right there? You are 100% okay. right. It's, uh, Jeff Ogilvy hangs out up there a bunch. And like there, if you go, the pro shop is like this little shack a la Sweeten's Cove. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. all along the walls, there's just pictures of famous golfers and famous celebrities wearing Goat Hill gear. I actually have a Goat Hill t-shirt. It's a Link Soul t-shirt. Awesome. It's awesome. One, probably one of the softest t-shirts I own. And uh, <laughs> and there's just pictures littered all over the wall of the pro shop of like Adam Scott, Mark Wahlberg, Aaron Baddeley, Jeff Ogilvy, all these guys just wearing Goat Hill t-shirts and just like throwing up a thumbs up and like signing the, the picture. So that's always pretty cool. And it's it's just a fun little short course. It's a par 65, 4,400 yards, $26 to play. Uh, it's up in North County, up in Oceanside, so it's a little bit of a trek. It's, a, it's probably the golf course that's the furthest north of all of the ones that I'm going to list out for you today. Okay. Um, so it's definitely kind of a ways up there. Probably a little closer to San Clemente than it is to San Diego County, but uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. There's no airport in San Clemente, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, that that's that's like the best short course in San Diego right now. Just because, once again, like the guys who run it, they know they know golf. They know what's up. It's yeah. John Ashworth. The guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to put forth a good product. He knows how to get golfers into it, and he knows how to keep it fun. And and it just is just that. It's sure. Very very fun. And they do the Wishbone Brawl there every year, which, which sounds awesome, by the way. So cool, right? I didn't. I unfortunately didn't get the chance to go this year, but I did go last year. For anyone that doesn't know, you can look it up online. It's awesome. It's a 2v2 match with Persimmon Woods, uh, and it just hits a bunch of San Diego greats. So the year I went, it was Chris Riley and Dean Wilson versus Charlie Hoffman and Xander Shoffley, all of whom are... Uh, Dean Wilson is actually a Hawaii boy, but he lives in San Diego now. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, Xander, and Chris Riley are all San Diego locals, pros, or former pros in the case of Chris Riley. And, uh, and yeah, it's just a fun little 2v2 best ball match where these guys just go at it and play in shorts and t-shirts and, and just hang out and play a little short course with persimmons. And it's, it was very, very fun. And, and it's definitely, it's 100% worth playing. I went, like I, I've played, like I said, I just played it for the first time a couple months ago and I was pleasantly surprised at how much fun it is. Okay, good. Yeah. Cause I know it's definitely, uh, it's high up there on the golf hipster bucket list of, you know, places to go just because. Obviously, with the connection to Link Soul and all the the pub that it gets, it obviously gets a ton of press. But uh, it, it's nice to hear that it does actually kind of live up to the expectations as well. A hundred percent lives okay. up to the expectations. I I went in very jaded too. I went in ready to hate it. Uh, <laughs> I was like I was like this place is getting too much publicity. Like what is even what is the hype? Like I don't get it. And like four holes in, I was like, oh man, this place is sweet. Awesome. This place is really really cool. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, any other short courses that uh, you, you want to mention before we jump into privates? Uh, yes. One other short course. Sure, if, sure, sure. If you want to get into golf and you're trying to find a way to to learn the game at a friendly place that you're not going to feel intimidated by and you're not going to want to, you know, you're not going to be worried about breaking the rules. Uh, there's a course called Mission Bay Golf Course, which mm-hmm. is very close to downtown San Diego as well, like probably 11 minutes away from downtown San Diego. Yeah, a little 18-hole um, executive course, right? Exactly, 18-hole executive course. There's four par fours and 14 par threes. Really, really good greens, and it's lit, so you can play night golf till 10 p.m. Awesome. Which is awesome, and that's kind of like the 
the de facto home for ladies golf in San Diego. Interesting. Okay. There's a couple there's a couple like ladies social clubs based out of Mission Bay that have like their, you know, weekly skins game and their monthly best ball tournaments and um and it's just kind of like a very beginner friendly golf course that's actually pretty fun too. Like you there's no not many par threes where you're hitting the same club. The greens are really, really good. And and like I said, it's just like the best place for beginners to go play. And uh, I just took my lady there, actually. My lady is has never had any interest in playing golf. Mm-hmm. And last week she said that she wanted to to learn it and she had some interest in picking up the game. And so there I said, we well, go. Let's, let's go to Mission Bay. So I gave her I gave her a pitching wedge and a putter. And I told her she could only hit the pitching wedge twice per hole. And then if if she couldn't, if after she was done hitting the pitching wedge, then she just had to putt it up to every hole. And it worked out perfect because the holes are all, you know, relatively short. The par fours are long, obviously, but the par threes are all under 150 yards. Okay. And you can, and there's no forced carries or anything. You can literally putt it all the way up to the green, which is what she did. She just putted it around all day and and she had a blast. Dude, that's Um, awesome. Very, very friendly course for beginners. So I'd say Mission Bay is a really good option. Perfect. All right. Well, with that, uh, let's make a little transition in here. Um, you know, just for the you know for the few folks that are listening that are members of clubs that maybe they want to go down, get a couple rounds in. Maybe they've got a pro that can help them get some reciprocals and some golf courses down there. Um, you know, what are some of your recommendations in terms of the better, you know, the best two or three maybe private clubs to play if you actually have an opportunity to do so uh, when you're down in San Diego? For sure. So number one, top of my list, I, I'm a former member of San Diego Country Club. Okay. It's just a classic country club. It's super fun. The by far and away the best greens I've ever played ever. Really? Like it's not even close. They're firm, they're fast. They're rolling at like 12, 13 always. And that's not an exaggeration. I'm not like saying that because I like the golf course. Like they are always a 12 to 13 and they're by far and away personally the most interesting set of green complexes I've ever played on. Wow. They're so slopey. They're so severe. They're so fast. And they're so small. They're so small. They're tiny, tiny little greens. And it's awesome. If you, for anybody who's a big, uh, big fan of golf course architecture, in Tom Doak's Confidential Guide to Golf Courses, in mm-hmm. Volume 2, he actually outlines San Diego Country Club. And he talks about the fourth hole as, like, best par fours he's ever played. And he says the fourth hole is one of the best par fours he's ever played at San Diego Country Club. And and one of the big characteristics of San Diego is that uh, it's got a bunch of moguls. So huh. the, fair, the fairway's got a bunch of humps and bumps in it, so you're never really on an even lie. And there's a lot of, like, secret speed slots. There's no, there's no out-of-bounds at San Diego Country Club. There's one water hazard that barely comes into play. So you're never going to lose a golf ball. It's totally a second shot golf course. Like you have to set yourself up for a good approach into the green because if you don't and you could hit the green and be 15 feet away and not be able to get your first putt within 15 feet of the hole. Like you're looking at it and you're like this. There's no way that this thing is going to stop because they're just so severe, so slopey. Um, they do a, they do a collegiate event there every year. And I got I was able to lucky enough to go last year. I got to see Matt Wolf play. I got to see Doug Gim play. Braden Thornberry was there. A bunch of big name amateurs were there, um, and they were all raving about the golf course as well. They said it's very fun. So I think if you can find a way to get out at San Diego Country Club, definitely, definitely worth it because the the set of green complexes out there are so unbelievably interesting and and so so good. That's awesome, man. Oh, that sounds so good. I got to get out there soon. Oh, that sounds great. All right, after San Diego Country Club, what else you got for me? Rancho Santa Fe Golf Club. It's up in Rancho Santa Fe, North yes, County. 
That is where Phil Mickelson plays all his golf, and it's another one of those classic, it's just a classic country club. I don't know it very well. I haven't played it since I was probably 18, uh, but Torrey Pines High School used to play their high school matches out of there, so I played it a bunch in high school. Interesting. Um, which is cool, and and I mean, it's just it's just a classic golf course. I don't know who the designer is off the top of my head, so I can't give you that fact. That's but, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's just another one of those classic golf courses. I think it was around in the 1920s. Uh, it hasn't really changed since it opened. They've done a really good job of preserving it and keeping it in good shape. Uh, a bunch of the members are very well off, so they funnel a lot of money into the golf course, so it's always in really, really good shape. Um, and that's like, that's just that place is just all golf all the time. The people who are members there love golf. They care about their golf course. They're very active in making sure that the golf course is what it should be, and 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 it shows. The golf course is just spectacular and there's a there's a reason phil mickelson plays there you know interesting and then uh, just if you were if you were curious it is a max bear 1928 design max bear 1928 see I, so there we go i was right with the 20s yeah a little gold gold golden age action for you boy so that's awesome man okay so we got two there uh any other private ones that are worth playing if somebody goes down the farms the, the farms. farms at rancho santa fe okay. that place is they do the that's where they do every, the local u.s open amateur qualifying Every year they do it there. Uh, they do a collegiate event there as well every year. Um, I think San Diego State hosts that one. Okay. So it's a, it's a pretty big deal. Great golf course. Very, very hard. Once again, haven't played that one since I was 18 or 17, so I can't speak on it too much. But those are those three are the general consensus best private courses in San Diego. Really? If okay. You're, if, yeah, if you're talking to anybody, they're going to give you those three uh, in, in different, differing orders, you know, basically probably people will probably tell you that those three are the best. And then whichever one they've played the most, they'll put as their number one. <laughs> really Interesting. Okay. That, that, that actually sounds pretty, uh, pretty damn good. Um, cause I was yeah, just looking through here. Yeah. I got nothing, nothing else here to add. Although I do have a little fun fact for you as a man who was, uh, you know, formerly a member at San Diego country club. Do you know where the original San Diego country club was located? The original San Diego Country Club was in Point Loma at a golf course that is now called uh, the Loma Club, which yes. is a nine-hole executive course. Oh, you're so that good. Was, Your knowledge that is was fantastic. The, yeah, that was the original golf course there. And then uh, I want to say it like burnt down in a fire. They had some kind of fire damage in like the 19-teens, like in the 1915, 1913, uh -huh. something like that. And then they moved to the current location, which is in Chula Vista, and they had uh, William Bell come down and or no mm -hmm. William Watson, excuse me, William yes, Watson. Yes, Willie Watson. Willie Watson. They had him come down and, and redo it, and then they sold the Point Loma property uh, to the military, and then the military they used it that area where the former place is is a lot of military housing now, mm -hmm. um, and the military put a nine they kept the nine hole golf course up and made it an executive course and and it's still thriving to this day. And they nice. call it the Loma. They call it the Loma Club. The Loma Club. God, that's buttery. No, oh, that's awesome. Um, God damn it, man. This is awesome. This has got a great list here. So if anybody needs to go back, if you didn't write all these down, I'm going to go over all of Chris's um, little picks real quick. So his, his top picks for the high-end daily fee courses, uh, it looks right here are, right as, I, right as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, Barona Creek in Lakeside, uh, Fairbanks Ranch uh, in Rancho Santa Fe, Madeiras Golf Club out in Poway. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Yeah, there we go, man. And then, it... actually, Fairbanks Ranch is wrong. I didn't say Fairbanks Ranch. I said the Grand Del Mar. The Grand Del Mar. I'm I sorry. I had it one off there on my little list because I have my a trusty golf guide magazine right next to me that I 
<laughs> was marking no some notes down and and fucked that one up real good. So awesome. Fair, Fairbanks Ranch is fun too. I will. I'm not going to knock Fairbanks Ranch. That place is really cool. But uh, but yeah, the Grand Del Mar is Grand better. Del Mar is, is really the one that you want. And then uh, let's see your fours under the radar picks in alphabetical order. We got Bonita Golf Club in Bonita, Carlton Oaks out in Santee. Uh, looks like we also got Coronado Municipal Golf Course out on the island of Coronado. And, of course, uh, Mount Woodson Golf Club with its super awesome little first tee starter thing where you can can a chip shot into a lake for a free round of golf. So that's awesome. And then uh, your picks for Best Private Club, San Diego Country Club, Rancho Santa Fe, and the Farms Golf Club. And then last but not least, uh, your picks for Best Short Course in the County. I got you at Goat Hill Park and yep. Mission Bay Golf Club and Practice Center. Exactly. And uh, then also, as a couple little honorable mentions, there's two more things I want to talk about for, for the listeners. Please. I have I have a couple honorable mentions, and then we have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is which is Torrey Pines. So yes. we'll end okay. we'll end with Torrey Pines Love and I'll it. go over I'll go over that golf course and Love then it. uh and then I gotta throw out a couple honorable mentions too. Please. Honor honorable mention, uh a course called Steel Canyon, which okay. is out out in uh, Hamul, which is East County, San Diego. Hamul. Hamul. Nice. It's a Gary Player design. And it's got three nines. Uh, two of the nines are spectacular, uh, which is Canyon and Ranch are awesome, awesome nines. One of the nines, which is called Vineyard, is trash. <laughs> and and it's, just, it's just not good. It seems like he just tried to force that nine in there. So, um, And that's one of those courses. I don't know the price off the top of my head, but I want to say it floats right around like $72. So it, it lives in a weird place in San Diego because it's a little bit pricier than most people are willing to pay. Most mm-hmm. locals are willing to pay. Sure. And it's a little bit out of the way in the sense that it's out in East County. Okay. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out. And I couldn't figure out which of the categories you gave me that it would fit into because technically they're trying to be one of the high end. They're trying to be like a high end, nice golf course, daily fee, but be on the lower end of that spectrum. And sure. they're hit. They're hitting it. They're hitting it pretty good. But there's not much there's not much of a market for that in San Diego, you know, because if you're going to start going into that that upper price tier of paying, you know, upwards of 80 bucks or whatever for for golf, you you could make the jump and go play Barona or go play one of those other golf courses, which I'm going to say is just a little bit better golf course. And you're paying just a little bit more. And then it's not cheap enough to where it's like, oh, okay, like, yeah, let's just go play it for fun. Like, screw it. You know, we don't need the greatest experience, you know, so they're kind of in a little weird spot for San Diego. Uh, for the San Diego golf scene, but that's not to say that it's not a good golf course. It's really, really fun. Uh, similar type type of feel as Madeiras and the Grand Del Mar, where it's running through canyons and stuff. A lot of elevation change, a lot of really fun holes. Greens are always in good shape, so I think it's definitely worth checking out. And it's for sure an honorable honorable mention, and it flies way, way, way under the radar. Awesome, um, but awesome. It's, it's a great, great golf course. Perfect, Steel Canyon. Yes, sir. Steel Perfect. Canyon. Awesome. And any other uh, honorable mentions you got for me? Honorable mention to... For any of them. I mean, any other golf clubs that you just wanted to make sure you, you shouted out or wanted to let people know about uh, before we jump on the old Tory bandwagon? Yeah, we got to get on the Tory bandwagon eventually. All right, let, let, but let's let just me, jump right into it then. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think... I'm trying to rack my brain right now. I'm looking at my list, and we've gone through all the golf courses that I wrote out on my list. Okay. No, that's perfect. Uh, we we want to cut the fat out, man. We don't need to be giving these people information just for the sake of information. We want to give them the nuts. We, let's give them the nuts, dude. So, and, <laughs> and we are providing the nuts. So now, as you said, the elephant in the room of all these great golf courses we're talking about, the only one that we haven't really you know, jumped into at any kind of length 
is probably the most recognizable golf course slash golf facility in all of San Diego. Um, and that is, of course, Torrey Pines, host of the Farmers Insurance Open every year. And, uh, you know, I'd say other than Bethpage, probably one of the most noticeable and recognizable municipal golf facilities in the country. Uh, do, do you think I'm off there? Or does that sound about right? That is right. You're okay. 100% right. Okay. And so, yeah, just, just dive in. Anything you got on your mind, man, just, just give it all to me. Okay. Zach Blair once described the South Course at Torrey Pines as the biggest waste of land ever, <laughs> which made me sad. <laughs> it made me really sad. Because uh, it, it is beautiful, beautiful setting, uh, and it's a decently designed golf course. I think they have they have two courses, the North and the South, and I think if they would have built one 18-hole golf course that was a composite of both the both of the 18s that are there right now, I think they mm-hmm. would have done something a little bit better because then you literally never would have left the bluff. Sure. Both both of those courses have a thing where you go out to the bluff, play along the bluff, and then come back in never to see the bluff again. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of a bummer because you're like, dang, we have the sick ocean view. We're right on top of these cliffs overlooking the beach. Like, I want to be over there. You know, like, how do I get closer right. to that? Right, right. And you kind of get away from it pretty quickly on both golf courses, which is kind of a bummer. Hmm. That being said, you have to play it. Like you have to play it. And sure. and they're both now with the new with the recent redesign of Tory North, they're both pretty equal as far as challenge and conditioning and and just niceness of the golf course, you know, getting what you pay for. Mm-hmm. You're definitely getting what you pay for with both golf courses. The North is significantly cheaper. I want to say it's $110 to play a Tory North. And I think it's double that. It's two twenty to play the South. Interesting. The North is way more fun, and it's not even close. Okay. The South is a ball buster, dude. Yeah. Like no matter, no matter what tees you play it from, you could play it from the green tees, which is the most forward tees they have out there. It's still really hard. Like it's <laughs> it's just a really really hard golf course. Narrow fairways, tough greens, deep bunkers long holes like it's it's just hard like there's no other way around it so obviously you know beth page black has that sign that the ballack course is only for experts you know whatever torrey pines doesn't have doesn't have anything like that but it should it should and and i think that just people just need to know what they're getting into because it's so easy to it's so easy to be a 15 handicapper and not have fun you know like it's it's really easy to not have fun on the golf course and and Tory South, if if you're not expecting it, you're gonna be in for a long day. It's because it the pace of play is slow. Again, it's a five hour round mm-hmm. because they they pack that tee sheet full. Yep. Everyone wants to play it, so it could end up feeling like a to steal the words from Justin Rose. It could end up feeling a little bit like a death march as you start walking around. Yeah. You know, and there's there's really no there's no birdie holes out there. Like there's you know how you can play some courses and you know oh well that's that's a 300-yard par 4. Like, I should be able to get that one. Or, oh, that's a 470-yard par 5. Like, you know, that should be a good chance at birdie. There's there's no there's no easy birdie holes out there. And if you hit one bad shot, a hole, your, you're, like, par becomes a big ask and bogey is a good score and double is very much in your future. And it's not because of out of bounds and it's not because of water. It's just because of, like... You can get out of position very quickly on that golf course and be in a position where you you're pretty much screwed and just battling the way back. So it's worth playing because you want to see where Tiger won his last major. You want to see 
the you know there's a lot of history on that golf course on the PGA Tour uh, in the PGA Tour context and 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 it's you know it's the bucket list course to play like there's not many golf courses that the PGA Tour gets to play year in year out that mm-hmm. you can also play yeah so for that reason alone I think it's it's worth playing but be warned it is hard and you need to be with a good group and you guys all need to be on the same page as far as like hey we're gonna play a lot of money we're going to pay a lot of money. The pace is not going to be fast. And like, you know, if you get a foursome of 15 handicappers out there, I wouldn't be surprised if nobody made a birdie all day. Like it just, it's just, it's, it's very, very challenging. So you're telling me the challenge out there has not been exaggerated because everybody that's been down to play South before they kind of say something similar like, dude, I mean, the views are beautiful, but Jesus Christ is that a fucking tough golf course. It's very tough, dude. It's not exaggerated. It's there's no there's no real give, you know. Like there's no, the like it's just hard. And they got that they got that mix of like rye and Bermuda rough. So even when the rough is not tall, oh, Bermuda rough like, can e- just eat a dick. Yeah, even <laughs> yeah, when the rough yeah. even when the rough is not tall, like even when it's only like an inch or an inch and a half tall. Yeah. Like, dude, you cannot. It's not like you're hitting pitching wedge into those greens. It's like every single hole for the average player is going to be like. Driver three wood, driver four iron, driver five iron all day. And then if you hit it in the rough, it's like, dude, I can't even make contact with this thing. So you get like the amount of the amount of times I go out there and I see like mid handicap players hitting a wayward drive and then like topping like three three woods in a row because they hit it in the rough and Mm -hmm. they try to get it out with a three wood and they top it and then they do it again and then they do it again. Then it trickles out to the fairway and then they like hit a five iron because they still have a five iron into the green and they hit the five iron into the bunker and then they're just like, oh my God, I'm about to make a nine. (laughs) Like that happens all the time, dude. And like, and that's tough, you know, that's tough, especially on a buddy's trip when the vibes are trying to be good and you're trying to have fun and trying to keep it light. Like that course does not really, does not really, yield itself to much of that so be warned when you go there be in a good mood drink some beers do whatever it is that you need to do to ensure that you have fun play with a good group Uh, you know everyone's got their process but that process needs to be really really dialed if you're choosing to take on the south course because yeah it can turn into it can turn into a long walk Hmm. so what you're telling me is 7600 yards at sea level with narrow fairways and penal rough is not the best place to try to go low it's not at all. Oh, it's okay. not at all. Okay. It's not the best place to try to go low. Interesting. Interesting. The, by that exact same token, the north course is cheap, cheaper, cheaper. Very, very, very fun, and it's like the it's like the ugly stepsister. No one wants to play it. People get all pissed off when they go to Tory and they're like, "Oh, sorry, we don't have any availabilities on the south. All we have is the north." People are like, "Oh, really? What? Come on!" And they they start griping. But the north course is awesome okay uh, awesome i would argue better views on the north course hmm. uh probably better views and since the we- weiskopf redesign it's it's definitely a better golf course a better golf course than it was compared to the old north course okay i wouldn't say it's a, i wouldn't say it's better than the south um but it's definitely more fun there's like there's dog leg holes where even a mid handicap player can cut the dog leg you know and like kind of have some fun you're hitting over it sure. there's like a there's one specific hole. I think it's the fourth hole, uh, which is kind of like a, a cape hole uh, over like a canyon. Mm-hmm. So like you can cut off as much as you want on the cape and you're hitting it over a canyon, which is really, really cool. Uh, there's a par five on the back nine hole 17 that is literally the green. Half of the green is like perched over this huge canyon. So 
if like you can literally if you're not careful you can putt it into the canyon which is really cool hmm. like that's that's kind of fun you know and then the views are really cool um so the north course is very very fun and i think that if you want to go get a tory experience and you're you and your buddies are a little concerned because you guys aren't particularly good golfers and you're just trying to figure it out i I don't shy away from the North course. You're going to pay less money. You're going to have more fun and you're still going to get to say, Hey, I've played that golf course when you see it on TV, you know? Gotcha. Oh, that's awesome, man. Oh, that's perfect. All right. So we got lots of good info. So my man, now that we're bringing this thing uh, to a wrap, I got one last question for you that I know some of these uh, listeners are interested in before I let you go on with your evening. And that is if one is to be making, you know, a weekend trip, let's say they're going down with some buddies or they're going down with a significant other and they're going to be, you know, staying in San Diego for a couple of days. They want to get a couple of rounds of golf in. What areas are the best places to actually stay? Like maybe you want to go like, you know, to, to get your hotel or your, your Airbnb or whatever it might be. What gives you the greatest amount of flexibility in terms of being able to get to the different parts of San Diego? But also, you know, maybe the best place for nightlife, restaurants and bars and stuff like that. Downtown San Diego. And it's not even close. Okay. Downtown San Diego has a lot of hotels, a lot of little Airbnbs of like chic apartments and stuff that you can rent. Mm-hmm. Uh the airport is in downtown San Diego, so it's literally a five-minute drive from the airport to nice. get into downtown, and it's it's very centrally located. So you can get to East County, North County, South Bay. You can get to all the different sections of the county in real, and pretty much the same time. Like It'll take you about 30 minutes to get to the farthest corners of any place in the county, uh, give or take 30 to 45. You know? Yeah, that's great. From, yeah, it's awesome. It's a lot of good restaurants, a lot of good bars, really, really fun. Um and it's just easy, dude. It's just so easy. It's right next to the airport. And it's, like I said, it's just very, very easy. So I think without a doubt, you should stay in downtown San Diego. If you wanted to get the beach vibe, you can go up to Mission Beach, which is a little bit north of downtown San Diego. Also pretty close to to the airport. Um, just okay. be aware that that is... Mission Beach has definitely got a little bit more of the college vibe. There are a lot of bars, a lot of restaurants. You're right on the ocean. There's a big, long boardwalk of people skating and rollerblading and biking all day. You know, you can get near the, you can get in the ocean, which is awesome. But there definitely is uh, a college vibe. That's where all the San Diego State and USD students live and gotcha. rage. So if you don't mind going to bars that kind of have a slight bro-y vibe, uh, if that's something that you and your friends are okay with yep. and, and don't seem to mind, then that's then definitely go do mission beach because you can check all the all the boxes the only thing about mission beach is that getting out of mission beach is a little bit tough there's some traffic um so you probably add like 10 minutes to your commute time to anywhere you're going just because it takes a while to get out of mission beach because all the tourists are down there and you know near the beach it's just it's just a little bit more crowded you know gotcha well i must say chris you are you've just shared and dropped some absolutely phenomenal knowledge for all of us This, this has been absolutely exquisite I feel like I'm ready to go to San Diego right now. I'm ready to go get it. Come chase it, man. You oh, know where I'm at. Goodness. Well, I'll be here. Well, I'll be here ready to take you around. Well, I will tell you what. It sounds like we have a little bit of a golf uh, date slash weekend to schedule around the Farmers Insurance Open here in a couple of uh, in a couple of months. So that is awesome, man. Uh, before we go, uh, I want to thank you. Do you have anything to plug or to share with any of the Golf Guy listeners out there? Uh, for all the golf guide listeners, if anyone is doing a trip to San Diego or is interested in playing golf or would like an itinerary or would like connects, let's say you do want to go play San Diego country club or one of the private ones and you need some kind of liaison or introduction or something like that. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at no gimmies, Twitter, no underscore gimmies, or you can just email me through the contact me form on my website at no 
but feel free to reach out to me if you guys are going to be in the area and want to play some golf or need some recommendations or would like me to make a tea time somewhere, anything, by all means, don't hesitate to reach out. I am a resource for you guys, and I'm happy to help in any way that I can. And also check out my writing. I've actually, the podcast yes. has been a little bit slow lately, but I've been writing a lot more. Um, golf course reviews and just like small 500-word columns about different trending topics. All of those can be found on the website, on the blog as well. Uh, once again, nogimmies.io. So yeah, just go check any of that stuff out if you want to hear me uh, hear some or read some things that are on my mind, I guess. Perfect. Christopher Durr, you are a sensationally beautiful human. You, I, I, I absolutely love it every time we get to talk together, brother. Um, and I really appreciate you coming on doing this. And I'm, I'm glad we were able to share a little inside knowledge about your hometown for all of our lovely listeners out there. This was awesome, man. This was a lot of fun, dude. It was always a pleasure to talk to you. So uh, take care of yourself, Kyle, and I will uh, hopefully see you soon. Hopefully we can get some golf going here. Awesome. Sounds good, brother. What a podcast. Thank you. Uh, thank you again to my guest, Christopher Durr from No Gimmies. Uh, Chris, you're always a lovely, awesome guest, and I really appreciate you taking all the time to share all that with us. And uh, for those of you still listening, well done. You made it a long, long way. Um if you enjoy this podcast and you would like to support us, I do not want your money. All I ask that you do is that you go to iTunes and please leave us a kind review if it doesn't bother you or, uh, you know, it doesn't put you out too much. We'd really, really appreciate it. It's the best way you can support this podcast. It may even help us come across a cool sponsor at some point in the near future. So uh, if you can, you know, reviews on uh, iTunes are very much appreciated. Uh, until then, we'll be back next week. I know this is a podcast we were going to have uh, coming last week, but due to the holidays and uh, my, my trip to Bannon Dunes and everything like that, uh, we put it off for another week. So next week should be the comprehensive review from me and my father's experience at Sylvie's Valley Ranch uh, in the eastern Oregon frontier. So please, please tune back in for that one. It's going to be good. But until then, please enjoy your week, enjoy your weekend, and until next time, mahalo. Mahalo.